Hey, this is Michelle Chester. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my good, dear friend, Stacey. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacey O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacey O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I'm really excited to get into today's episode and really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or maybe you just want more and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your income, and your success to the next level. If this sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. There's a quick application there that will lead to a personal phone call with me to see if we're a great fit for each other. All right, let's do this. Today I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Michelle Chester. Now, Michelle Chester is unlike any other guest that you've listened to. Michelle Chester has faced all the odds, life and death. She has built a successful six-figure business when she was fighting for her life and then walked away from it all. You heard me say that. She walked away from her comfortable success because it compromised her beliefs. And you're going to hear her struggles of building her life and her success back again. It was important for me to bring Michelle on because she's got the stickability and the tenacity to make shift happen. And a lot of people today are struggling because of the new environment and the new economy. And I really want you guys to hear what it takes to make shift happen. So I'm really excited for you to hear my conversation with Michelle. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm honored to be here. Uh, it's an honor to have you on. I know how busy you are. I know that that you're you're involved in a lot of things. You went back to school full time. You know, you're 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 working in a job while you get your feet back under you and and redefine yourself. So let's just dive into it. You know, I was really excited when you agreed to to come on the show because let's face it, you know, it's easy to talk about success. It's not so easy to talk about the journey sometimes, especially when you're right in the middle of it, right? Right, for sure. So so I, I, I want to get into your story up front because I want our listeners to, to understand really who you are. You know, when I, when I met you, when I met you, you um, had started a business and 
and you had just come out from the other side of battling for your life, right? And, and you, you had built a, a, a business that, that was okay, right? But I want to talk about, I want to talk about when you decided to start the business, you know, you were diagnosed with cancer, you uh, were getting ready to start chemo, and then this business opportunity presented itself, and you said yes. When, yeah. when most people shut down to fight for their life, you decided, I'm going to fight for my life and grow a business. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> so, so, so share with us, where'd that come from? Well, so when I, um, I have to go back a little bit. So when I was 18 years old, I started working for a company in my hometown, very large company. Um, and I was the youngest person working there. And I worked with a lot of um, people who had never left their hometown, had never done anything. And were just kind of sad in their lives. You know, they, 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 they hated everything, you know? Mm. And I, I remember being 18 years old and making a decision to, and I said, I will never look back on my life and have regret. Like if there's something I want to do, I'm going to do it because I don't want to end up like this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So fast forward, um, you know, at 25, I joined the military at 19, I moved to Oklahoma to work for this company on a different level. Um, I, I just kind of, that was my MO to take chances. Um, I got out of the military, I got into the car business, and I just kept going. And so I had this, this mindset um, from a young age. And um, so when I got diagnosed with cancer, um, I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks. I went for a routine wellness exam and, you know, on the la very last possible day to go and, you know, uh, got the worst diagnosis ever. And so I had some friends that flew in at different stages of my treatment and I was starting my, I was going into my second cycle of chemo. I had already had two surgeries um, and was now starting chemo. And one of my friends came to, flew in to be with me for that. And she mentioned she was starting this business. And um, we, <laughs> we sat on my couch and on my love seat and she was, had some wine. We were watching these people doing this business on Periscope, which was an, a live streaming app at the time. Yeah. I was watching these people. And I'm like, I could do that. Like, <laughs> I could do that. So I went to bed and I couldn't sleep. Like I wasn't even worried about chemo the next day. I was so excited. Like the something inside my spirit was like, oh my God, this is incredible. And so I woke up the next morning and I said to Anthony, my husband, I was like, I don't know. I really want to, like something is telling me I really want to do this. And it was a pretty substantial buy-in. To get in to get involved um like the minimum to get in was five thousand dollars which you know we had just opened a retail business four four months before i got diagnosed um put everything we had into it the day we opened that business we had a hundred dollars in our checking account um and i mean we kind of we're kind of all or nothing people <laughs> mm -hmm. but anyway so i woke up and i was like it just wouldn't let me go and i told my friend i said i really want to do this and She's like, are you crazy? Michelle, you have months of treatment. Like, like, what are you out of your mind? And I was like, I'm going to do it. I don't know how I'm going to come up with the money, but I'm going to do it. And she's like, you're really serious. And 
I, I just, again, that, that 18 year old girl in me was like, there's nothing that I'm going to want to do in my life that I'm not going to try, you know? And there's this saying, you know, even if you fall on your face, it's still a forward motion. And, um, so I was literally at the hospital with the chemo, my port, getting a chemo in my port and was signing the contract to start with this company. And so that's where it all started. And when I launched, there was like a two month wait time to actually launch the business. Um, and when I launched my business, I was between my fifth and sixth cycle of chemo, which was the absolute worst possible time. I was completely bald, no eyebrows, no eyelashes, overweight and going live on a live streaming app with this new business. Um, and I had to deal with a lot of hate online you know, people calling me fester, telling me how ugly I was. I needed gastric bypass. Like, where's your hair? But in spite, but on the other side of that, I had this community that just that started back then of these incredible women that just surrounded me with love, and that was the foundation of my business. Wow. So, so then, so you built this. So you made the investment. After you made the investment, you're going through chemo, fighting for your life. And you build this five-figure business. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was doing okay. I mean, considering hmm. that I was sick, it was, it was, I was doing better than I thought I was going to do, you know? Yeah, you were doing better than just sitting there taking poison in your port. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And I think in a way, um, it saved my life, you know, because yeah. it gave me something to focus on that was positive that I wasn't, I mean, of course I was focusing on what I was going through because I, yes. it was miserable, mm -hmm. but I had this other side where I would just dive in and I would watch all these YouTube videos and study and learn and watch other people doing it. So I took that time where I was completely bedridden. I was completely bedridden at one point for two months while I'm going through all this. And, um, so I, it saved my life. Sure. So I want to talk about that real quick. So, yeah. so, you know, we, uh, our energy goes where where our focus flows, and and you're you're talking about this opportunity that you engaged in saving your life. There's a very scientific reason for that, and 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 you know you and I have have talked several times, and and what you did to your neurology was called a pattern interrupt. You know you were. You were in the throes of treatment. You were in the throes of, of feeling horrible and getting treatment and, you know, hearing all these conversations with your doctors. And through that, your neurology is off focused on your cancer, on everything that was going wrong and how you were feeling. This opportunity actually gave you something new to focus on, which took your neurology off of the cancer and the treatment and on to focusing on another point, which then allowed you to pursue something which actually took you away from the problem. Pattern interrupts are phenomenal. Whenever the itty bitty shitty committee kicks in, whenever whenever we doubt ourselves or can't believe in ourselves or when everything seems to go wrong, create a distraction. Because when you create a distraction, guess what? You have something new to focus on and the other thing just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller. 
now. Depending on your programming, the exact opposite can happen. When everything is going right and you're programmed to not be comfortable with success, if you're programmed to have a money mindset issue, if you're programmed to have lack, and if everything is going right, guess what? You can unconsciously create a distraction that's a pattern interrupt and I know that just landed, that's a pattern interrupt that then has you focused on what's going wrong, right? And it takes you away from everything you're doing, right? Wow. <laughs> so so you and I, huh? <laughs> you and I were, were, were talking be, before the podcast and I said, you know, life is funny. It starts with an L, living, ends with an E, the ending. And you always have the if in the middle. And that if you can either react to it or respond to it. If you respond to it, you control the environment. If you react to it, the environment controls you, right? So that pattern interrupt, that pattern interrupt is what we do whenever things aren't going the way we need them to go. Now, I wanna go back to something else you said, that you and your husband, who I love dearly, Anthony, <laughs> You and your husband are all or nothing people. You said, you said, we, I, I, I don't know how we were going to do it, but you're going to figure out a way, right? That you guys are all or nothing people. That's good and bad. It's good because when you get focused on something, you're like a dog with a bone, right? It's your bone. It's going to stay your bone and nobody's going to take that bone away from you. 100%. It's bad because you're like a dog with a bone. <laughs> you're kind of missing all the steak that's laying around you because you're focused on that bone, right? So we want to take that all or nothing and just focus on productive, actionable steps, right? And really- Which is overwhelming. It can be. For me, it can, yeah. It can be, and it doesn't have to be. Remember, you've heard me say a thousand times, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional, right? So, yeah. so if we choose for it to be overwhelming, it absolutely will. But if you allow yourself to eat that frog, like Brian Tracy says, right? If you take that elephant and slice it into a multitude of pieces, and look, that's really hard for me to say because I'm a vegetarian. So <laughs> if you take the carrot <laughs> and slice it into chewable pieces, it becomes easy to eat it. So nothing has to be overwhelming unless you choose for it to be, right? Now, Going back to the other thing you said, where I don't know how I'm going to do it, but we will figure out a way. That word, but, that conjuncting word that connects one phrase to the next, but negates everything you said before. it. When you said, I didn't know what to do, but, that but tells me you did know what to do. You didn't have to figure out a way, you knew the way, you just had to listen to yourself, right? So it's really important to say, I really don't know what to do and I'm gonna figure it out because we always know. It's just whether or not we choose to listen, right? It does. So then, so then I meet you 
you you come to a success boot camp, don't even know what you're going for. A friend drug you there, kicking and screaming. <laughs> you sat in the back of the room and pretty much glared at me for a while. <laughs> and then and then you left boot camp and you went from five figures to a strong six figure very quickly. Immediately. Right? So so tell me what happened. Tell me what channel turned on you. Um, I, I tell this story a lot. There was a pivotal moment in there where you said you had gave us an assignment to write down what our goal was to make for the following year because it was in December. And you're like, write down your goal. And I put down 120,000. And I thought that was a great number. You know, it's about what I made when I was in the car business. You know, it was a good goal to reach for. And I was happy with my number. You're like, is everybody happy? And I was like, yeah. And you said, okay, now add a zero. And I went, what? Like out loud, I remember kind of disrupting the whole thing. Going, Are you crazy? Like what? And I think in that moment, um, I, and I've told you this before, it's like you unlocked something in my brain. It was like, oh, wait a second. Why not? I, like, and it, it's, you know, I, and my business was okay, like you said, but I, I, I went back, I went home from that meeting and the very next month in January, I like doubled my business. And then, you know, that following year, I went from doing, you know, is it okay to talk about numbers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I went from doing anywhere from uh, 10, 7 to 10,000 a month to 17,000, 22,000, 25,000 to the point where I did over 250,000 in retail sales the, net, the very next year. Mm -hmm. um, coupled with, I decided to follow your program and I went through the whole year of training as well. Um, and then the training actually is what led me to walking away. And I'll let you intro that however you want to. But um, ironically, where I started, I had all these goals myself and then going through your program everything changed and things I didn't even know I wanted became it, it just shifted everything in my life and so fast forward to a year later I walked away from it all so I want to, I want to, I want to touch that topic that mom <laughs> just dropped. My training is what made her walk away. So, so let's, let's talk about that because I don't want people to just stop listening right now. Okay. We're done. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so really quick. Um, in one of the trainings, Michelle identified what her core values were and she realized that the company that she had aligned with actually was the polar opposite of what her value system was. And she realized that she was incongruent representing this company. I say all that to stay. She reached out to me and shared that with me. And I also pleaded with her not to walk away. Because look, if, if we're gonna make changes in our life, there is a way to strategically make changes and there is a way to unstrategically make changes. If we strategically make changes, we continue our revenue producing opportunity 
while we search for our next opportunity so that we don't go from feast to famine. This is the all or nothing, right? And I went from feast to famine. And instead you pulled the plug, pulled the carpet out from under you and then instantly started dive bombing to find your new bottom, right? right. So this is why it's so important whenever you have the opportunity to, to have a strategy to exit, make sure it's strategic. Yes, and I didn't listen. I didn't listen. And that was, I, I want to be clear, I don't regret leaving. I regret the way I did it. I okay. still stand behind that it was the right decision for me. I didn't handle it the right way. And I didn't listen to people who were trying to help me in that, at that time. And, and you were one of those people. And let me share with you, never regret a decision you make. Learn from yeah. it. Because if you regret it, you push away your learnings. Right. Stand right. back, stand back, own your decision, accept your decision, embrace the decision as the learning moment it was. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, then you beat yourself down. And if you beat yourself down, it's impossible to move forward. Because think about it, when you beat a dog, what do they do? They cower. Not that I am ever an advocate of hurting an animal. <laughs> if, yeah. if, if, if something cowers, it, it's always hunched over waiting for the next thing to hit them. If you, if you beat yourself up, if you regret, and that's all regretting is, then you're always in a coward posture, metaphorically speaking, of course, right? And if you're in this metaphoric coward posture, you can't trust yourself to make another decision. You can't trust yourself to move forward. You can't hold your head up high and lean on the fighter, the woman who fought for her life and simultaneously built a very powerful six-figure business. So looking at that decision, share with me what learnings existed in that. Ooh, well, number one, I'm proud of myself. Mm. Um, you know, um, I've had a lot of success, you know, in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always thought that success was titles and money and cars and house mm -hmm. and all this. And I had all that. And, and I want that. I'm, I want to be clear. I still want those things in my life. But what I'm proud about is that I walked away because I would rather live with less and be proud of who I am as a person than live with more and not be able to look at myself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. And so do I want financial freedom and success and house, my, a comfortable house and all of that, of course I do. I, what, what I'm on the path to is to figure out how to do that and be the best person I can be along the way mm -hmm. and not compromise my values and mm -hmm. my integrity. I want all of those things. So, I want them the right way. So you mean that through this, you learned what was important for you, what was important to you. You learned boundaries and how to exercise them. And you learned what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. And I'll just throw in a learning that I'm going to manufacture right now. Maybe all or nothing isn't always the way to go. Absolutely. So 
and I'm learning that it's so funny that you touched on that particular thing because I was just talking about that the other day about 100 miles an hour to zero or zero to 100 miles an hour. I'm all or nothing. And that has led to nothing but disappointment, depression, sadness. You know, um, when, when the moments are high, that's great. But man, if you go from 100 to zero, that crash is pretty brutal, you know? Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that were gone 100 miles an hour in their life and everything was, was copacetic. And then the pandemic hit. And, and this, this, this pandemic forced a lot of people to stop. It forced a lot of people to, to figure out how to do things differently. Some responded and some reacted. Those that responded came up with alternative solutions. Those that reacted, well, some of them shut down, some of them panicked, some of them stopped, some of them said, oh, I'll pick back up when it's done. You know, if you put something on hold for a year, it's probably going to stay on hold. I mean, I could go on and on. And, and reality is, it's really important to understand that there's always going to be turns. There's always going to be corners. There's always going to be something ahead. Life happens, right? Yeah. So it's being able to put on the brakes, slow down, downshift, right? I don't know why we're talking racetrack right now. <laughs> but just slow down and reevaluate and then take very calculated movements. So, so th- this is why I had pre-framed with everyone that, that you're definitely a different guest. Yeah. And, and, and it's because you're, you're, you're in the throes of rebuilding, right? And, and look, Michelle, I know you, I know who you are, I know what you're made of, and I know the other side of this is bigger and better for you. I know that. I also know I've been there, right? I had it all and I lost it all. And I lost it all because apparently neurologically, I needed more learnings. I chose to align with a business partner that only had one interest in mind and that was his, right? So when I lost it all, I, I know what it's like to be down there and, and, to, and to, to climb out of it, uh, I'll say metaphorically. I also know that that climb out can be as short or as long as we choose for it to be. You know, one of my stage stories is, yeah, after I woke up and had 16 cents in the bank and got served by a lawsuit, I slept like a baby for three days. I cried every hour on the hour. That's what babies do, right? And reality is after three days in the fetal position, crying, feeling, knowing I messed up my life. I destroyed my family's life. I ruined our security. You know, that itty bitty shitty committee just kept beating me up. And I remember 
rolling over and right by our bed, we've got a closet with a mirror on it. And I saw myself in the mirror and I didn't recognize myself. See, one of the mistakes I made was I attached my net worth to my self-worth. Having 16 cents in the bank is a pretty low net worth and my self-worth followed. And all my life, I had been this mover, this shaker, this decision maker, this, this beast of a business person. And this, this weak, crumbled, shattered thing I was looking at in the mirror, I didn't know who that was. And then I remember sitting up because I seriously, the brain was not registering that it was me. And I sat up and I realized the image in the mirror sat up too. And I said, oh shit, it is me. <laughs> and then I started looking in my eyes. My eyes were just about swollen shut from all the crying. And then I said the old adage, if it's going to be, it's up to me. The only person, the only person in the world that can change my reality is me. And I remember that that coming out of my mouth. I remember hearing it externally like, wow, somebody in the room's talking to me. And then I realized, oh, that's my outside voice. And then I remember leaning forward and looking in the mirror going, I'm curious, what are you willing to do about this situation? Wow. And I got up, I got in the shower, I got out of the shower, I sat down with a paper and pen and made a list of everything I needed to respond to because the three days of reacting to it weren't going to change my situation. I went into go mode. I called every one of my creditors. I called my mortgage company and said, look, my fight or flight's kicked in. You chase me, I'll run. You work with me, it'll be a win-win. I'll save the house and you won't have to worry about foreclosing. I called my cars. I called everybody I could. Those that worked with me, I managed to salvage it. The lawsuit was so bad, it pushed me into bankruptcy. And I realized that, you know what, this is, this is when my defining moment of my net worth didn't, didn't decide my self-worth. And then from there, I went into go mode. What can I do to bring revenue in? And I listed everything. Out of that everything, I knew I had seven days a week. I probably had about 12, 14, 15 hours a day I could give myself to revenue produce. I figured out seven things out of that entire list that I could cram into seven days. And I did it, all seven of them. I worked seven days a week, 12 to 16 hour days, nonstop. And Pivot Point was one of the front runners at that time it didn't have a name yet right it was just a training company that's what i refer to it the training company and then from there as the training company grew the revenue that it increased whatever the bottom was i would take that time cross out that opportunity and put that time towards the training company and i just kept doing that until the training company was making what all the others were. And I just kept allocating time one at a time until Pivot Point was incepted. So I get it now. 
Yeah, you know, it's global, it's international, it's a seven figure business. We're impacting thousands of people. And it all happened with a deciding moment. So when I picked out those seven opportunities, two of them, well, actually four of them were jobs. I W2'd four of them. And then three of them, two of them were 1099. The two that were 1099 and then the training company was the thing that I was growing. I had no idea what was going to pay me the most. And, you know, at that time, the training company wasn't, wasn't really making anything. The W-2 jobs were. So, so then it was every second I had, I gave to the 1099s and the training company. And then as the training company started making money, I dropped the 1099, put that time down, moved it up to the training company. Training company started making more money. I dropped a, w, a W-2 job. I absolutely love that you're sharing this with me because thank you so much for this because one of the struggles I've had is I don't know where to start. Like I get so I have all these visions and it seems like so overwhelming. So I get so overwhelmed by it that I just shut down. And I kind of like your plan of like write it out start here. It's not going to be where you want it to be right now. Like your training business, you're going to have to do this, 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 make some sacrifices and realize that you're going to have to put in some work that's going to allow you to get to that. And that is almost like a formula in a way. So thank you for sharing. That was really powerful for me. That hit with me. You know, what's really funny is my daughter now is 20. So at that time she was in kindergarten. So how old's that? Six, six-ish, give or yeah. take, right? So she was in her, her formative years. She was in her imprint time. And I was very careful to never let her think I was too busy. Never let her know we were in bankruptcy. If we couldn't afford something and she wanted something, I would say, I'm curious, what are you willing to do to earn it? You know, I would always put it back on her because I want it, you know, you never know how the I can't afford something is going to land in an impressionable mind. I'm not worth it. Money's not abundant. I could go on and on. However, that's going to land in that mind. So she, you know, she's 20 now. She runs the operations of our business. She's been through uh, she, she's uh, stair-stepping her training with us because, you know, she's majoring in entrepreneurism now. And uh, she, so she's been through a couple trainings. She's got a few more to go through. And it wasn't until she was in our first or second training where she really heard the story of our struggle. And her and I talk about this all the time because, you know, just recently she thanked me. And she's like, mom, I never knew things were bad. I never knew that you were working seven jobs. I never knew you worked 15, 16, 17 hour days because whenever I needed something, you were there. You coached my soccer team. You know, I wanted to have a birthday party. I wanted to go to the movies with my friends. I wanted to go to Disneyland. You always made it happen. She goes, how did you do it? And I said, priorities. And let me tell you, watching her from a distance, because I don't know her very well, Mm-hmm. met her maybe once or twice but just like watching her she is such a light that girl like she is such a powerful light 
yeah. I feel it and I don't even know her that well. So imagine how that radiates, most of it, you know? And you shared a story about her uh, that really made an impact on me. She came home from school one day and she was all in a tizzy and she was all mad because she had so much homework to do and she just didn't want to do it. And you sat her down and you were like, look, you get to go to school. You get to have an education. You get this knowledge where there's so many people that would give anything to have what you're taking for granted right now. Mm -hmm. And th that's when you introduced me to the you get to mentality instead of you have to. Yeah. And, and I, I work to hold on to that. I don't always, I'm not always successful at that, but that, that really stuck with me. And that's one of those nuggets I'll have for the rest of my life. And it was a story you told about her. So it was really powerful. It is because, you know, she was in, I don't know, first or second grade and, and she was being pushed into a gate program. Uh, oh no, it was fourth grade. That's right. Because they open up gate for fifth graders and uh, they wanted her in gate at fourth grade. And she was so mad that I told her <laughs> that I told them that, that she could, if she wanted to, and she didn't know what it meant. And then when she found out it was all that homework, I told her, I said, look, I said, the beautiful thing about an entrepreneur is that we say yes until we change our mind. However, when we change our mind, it has to be because it's the best thing for us, not because we are walking away from opportunity. So, so I said, are you walking away from an opportunity because it's too hard? Or are you walking away from an opportunity because it's not right? because there's a difference. Big difference. And she looked at wow. me and she goes, she looked at me and she goes, well, mom, I'm walking away because it's too much work. And I said, so you're telling me it's too hard. And she goes, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. And I said, so how many other things are you gonna walk away from in life that aren't easy? Wow. And she goes, well, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna do that, mom. And I said, well, honey, how you do some things is how you do everything. She goes Very so true. mad at me. She goes so mad at me. So, <laughs> so anyway, you know, Michelle, re reality is this. I know right now you're in the, the throes of rebuilding yourself. And, and right now you get to make so many choices. One of the choices is to stay where you're at. Another choice is to move from where you're at. You know, no matter how comfortable our comfort zone is, no matter how uncomfortable our comfort zone is, people still choose to stay there. So, so after, after you being stuck and then COVID happening and then, and then getting sucked down, tell me what you're doing differently to make shift happen in your life. So, um, this is an, and wow, you're, I'm really actually proud of myself right now because I did have struggles in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, our safety net got taken away, you know, the industry that I thought would always be there, the casino business, um, all of a sudden wasn't there. I mean, who would have thought Vegas would shut down? Vegas went dark. Like what? I mean, the whole world did. So um, for those of you that don't know, Michelle did get a W2 job. Yeah. She is a poker dealer. She's dealt some of the largest games in the world. And when, when, when 
she did walk away. That's what she went to. I see that. And that's why she's saying, who would have ever thunk that yeah. down? And, and in a way, um, you know, I was just staying in my comfort zone, you know, dealing poker. It was something I passionately love. I mean, you know how my love for poker goes beyond just throwing cards, you know? Um, and when that got taken away, um, pretty on early on in COVID, my Anthony and I said to each other, we can come out of this one of two ways come out of this worse or we can come out better mm. and so we focused on how are we going to come out the other side of this better and we started sitting down and thinking about goals for the future and what we wanted to do to get there and so to make a really long story short because I know this podcast isn't 12 hours <laughs> um I make a really long story short I am now in school um and one of my principles, one of my goals in life, even it's in my, in my business logo is to win the day and pay it forward. And even when I first met you that first day at the first class after boot camp, and you said, why are you guys here? Tell me why you're here. And I said then, and I say now, and I've said every day since that my purpose in life is to share my journey, to share my struggles, to share my victories, to somehow turn that around and help others. And um, that's always been my goal. Like, I believe I was given this life to help other people. Um, I had a friend say to me one time, she said, you know, the story of your life is someone else's survival guide. And um, so, yeah, I, you know, even when you asked me to do this interview, I was like, are you sure? Because I'm still in the struggle. Like, I'm not your normal. And I even texted you this morning, like, I am not your normal interview like I'm not super established and successful right now I will get there but so I decided Anthony and I set some goals and um, one of the things I have have battled with for the last 20-25 years is my weight and you know I've, I've tried everything you talk about the all or nothing I was an all or nothing you know I would go from not working out at all sitting on my couch to working out six days a week well, guess how that turned out I would go from eating three meals out fast food every day to, oh, I'm going to eat perfectly clean, you know, and I went to coaches and trainers and, and it just led to a lot of disappointment and grief. And so one of the things I decided um, to do um, during COVID was I wanted to get the education for myself. And also the safety net that I had wasn't there anymore, right? And we had no idea when it was going to come back. So it's like, okay. How, you know, you'll kind of appreciate this term. How are you going to pivot? What are you going to do now? You know? And so, I mean, the reality is I could get in my, I could, I could sell anything. That's not the issue. It's what do I want to sell? And, you know, I had lots of opportunities and lots of things where I was like, Ooh, that's good. But it's just in my gut, it wasn't the right thing, you know? And, and I also, and dealing with self-worth issues and not feeling good enough. And who am I to reach these grandiose goals for myself? But I said, you know what? Um, I'm going to do it. And so now I'm going to school. Um, and because I want to get the education for myself to help myself and then pay it forward. So I'm actually in school right now. I'm getting my NASM certified personal trainer. 
performance enhancement specialist, corrective exercise specialist, and fitness nutrition specialist. Um, it's a 10-month program, and um, I want to get the tools to help myself, kind of like why I went through your program. I wanted to get the tools to help myself and to then in turn turn that around and help other people with it. So like when you called me for this, I was like, okay, I'm still in the struggle. I know that somehow, however I can formulate it, I want my business to be me helping other people. And in the point I'm at right now, I'm not sure how I'm going to get there. Um, I, I, I have visions of what I want it to be, but I'm still in it. You know, um, I do know, I do know now going through the program that I want to get into more of the, I, my goal is not to slam weights around in a gym. That's not my goal. Um, my goal is to deal with the psychology of why did I allow myself to get like this? Why do people, you know, like you always say, when you know better, you do better. We know better. Why are we not doing better? And um, there's so many resources out there and why are we not using them? And so I really wanna get into the psychology and the nutrition side of things more because I think that is where it's at. And I feel like, and I don't, I hope this isn't too bad to say, but I believe that being obese is just as harmful as being anorexic. And I think it's a, it's a psychological choice because nobody who's obese wants to be, I'm speaking from experience. And so that's the journey I'm on right now is how do I heal myself and those psychological scars that are there to overcome this? Because we all know eat less and move more, that's simple. But why are we in that position? So that's the journey I'm on now is how do I help myself? And then how do I, turn that around and help others who are like me. So that's the journey I'm on right now. So uh, I wanna touch on a few things right now. As I said in the beginning and as I said in the middle and I'll say it again, you're absolutely not our typical guest. However, <laughs> you are our perfect guest because reality is success isn't about that 30 second journey of outhouse to penthouse or, or, or from, from zero to hero, right? That, that's not what success is. Success is a journey of a lot of steps, the right ones and the wrong ones. And success leaves clues. And reality is what it takes and what it took to build what you had is exactly what it's going to take in order for you to build what it is you want. And it all starts with clarity. And, and so you're the perfect guest right now because success isn't easy. It is. It, it is easy. It's, it's just, it, it takes effort. It takes calculated strategic plans with calculated tactical implementation. Can I share one thing also though? Yes, one absolutely. nugget that you gave us that, that really helped me too, Yeah, is you drilled into us, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. And to be. get out of your comfort zone. 
And let me tell you, being almost 50 years old, being considered morbidly obese, and walking into a fitness program <laughs> with a bunch of 20-year-olds who have yeah. never had to deal with weight issues in their life, I'm old enough to be the instructor's mother. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so even in the throes of all of this uncertainty in the world, somewhere in there was still that fighter that said, I'm terrified. This is super overwhelming. I haven't been in school in 30 years. I'm still going to do it. And I'm also number one in the program. So how you do one thing is how you do everything. You know, I'm number one in the entire program. You know, the oldest one, the one that, and I still have struggles. The other day we were in the gym and I didn't want to work out in front of everybody because I was intimidated, but I'm still there. You know what I mean? I'm still putting in the work. So even in the throes of all this uncertainty and all this chaos and all these insecurities that I deal with every day, I am fighting those and I'm still pushing forward. So then I And wanna... it's never too late. <laughs> it isn't, it, you know. It's never it, it, too late. It's, uh, I, that, that is a perfect statement. I talked to uh, a woman about a month or so ago who, uh, who had asked if she could be on the show and she had built a very successful, almost seven figure business, walked away from it, retired for 10 years. I think she's like uh, 78 or 80. Retired for 10 years, got bored and wants to build something else. Wow. Yeah, and, and that it's never too late is, is, is a perfect statement. So I wanna go back to something else you said because I think this is really important for you and for a lot of our listeners. You know, you said that you really wanna get into the psychology of, of fitness, health, obesity, uh, the journey to, to wellness. And, and one of the questions you asked is, why do we do what we do? Why are we, we know it's uh, eat less, move more. So why are we in the position that we're in? And, and I'd like to share with you that that's the worst question we could ever ask. Really? Why? Why makes us look for the story? Why makes us look for the drama and the trauma? Why makes us look backwards, right? Why is it relevant? What the relevancy is, is what's the purpose of this behavior? That's where the neurology is. That's where the psychology is. The purpose of this behavior, if I was to mind read, if I may. <laughs> Always. <laughs> a mind read with a sprinkle of presuppose. The purpose of, of the behavior that you're exercising right now is sheer protection. Mm -hmm. Because if you can, I mean, you said it early on, you know, you, you were, when you went on Periscope, you were barraged by haters, mm -hmm. right? So how long has that been going on in your life? You know, from loved ones to strangers, Haters always show up. And reality is, all it is, is a projection of insecurity from themselves. There's something in themselves that they struggle with. So they find someone to project it out to. And then they do the, I'll say in air quotes, the hating, right? Reality is whenever someone projects anything on you, 
you take into consideration what it is you can learn from. And then the rest is what about that's about them and what about that's about me. But reality is, whatever the purpose is for anything you do, that's where you focus on. Because the one thing I do know is we find our greatest success in what it is that we do that serves our greater good. You know, you hear me say on stage frequently that I get paid to fix myself daily, right? Am I a product of my product? I absolutely am. I walk my walk and I talk my talk. And every day that I talk with people or I speak or I train, I get hit with learnings. We do what we need the most. So for those of you out there that are, that are stuck, not moving, searching for your purpose, search for what your needs are. And even if you're not a product of your product yet, your neurology will back your passion. And as you're helping people, you're going to help yourself. Well, you know, what's funny is when we were talking about my cancer journey, and you were talking about neurology, you said, you know, at, at one of the worst times, you found something else to focus on. Yeah. And hmm, isn't it funny that here I am figuring out something else to focus on when life is crazy? Yeah. You know what I mean? So Maybe I'm doing that again, shifting that neurology off chaos into something else. You know what I mean? Where your energy goes. Whatever. Your focus flows. Yeah. And so, hmm, pretty so, powerful. So bottom line is for our listeners out there, no matter what's going on around you, allow yourself to step back, take a breath, avoid reacting to it. Allow yourself to respond to it. Avoid the analysis paralysis because there is no movement in that. Life is exactly that. It's a dynamic, ever-evolving, moment-by-moment situation. You have a choice. You can control it or it can control you. And the beautiful thing is you don't have to wait till Monday to start things over. You don't have to wait till the first of the next month to start things over. You don't have to wait till the first of next year to start things over. Every moment is a new beginning to change a behavior that doesn't serve you. So no matter what is going on around you, understand you control the outcome, even though it doesn't feel like it you still do. If you're tired of the way things are going, make different decisions. If you're tired of the way things are showing up, take different actions. Always remember this, you control your tomorrows by the choices you make today. So Michelle, I know that you have built a large following of people in social media. And I know that every so often you go dark and come back and they're always still there, right? Mm -hmm. So I know that a lot of our listeners, some can relate to you and some might want to reach out to you. What's the best way for people to connect with you if they'd like to reach out to you? Um, I mean, I'm on Facebook all the time, uh, Michelle Chester. And mm -hmm. on Instagram, it's Michelle Rosemary Chester. Um, and, uh, 
yeah, I just even went back to the basics on that too. Just Michelle Rosemary Justice. Um, and even in my profile, I put, I'm a wife to an amazing husband, a dog mom, and the rest I'm figuring out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, Instagram and Facebook are the best places. Fantastic. Thank you. Your success is important to me, and it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this. Choice is a powerful thing, and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.